strap on the boots and scrape up the knuckles. Oh, what a hit! He got jacked. This is the Big Red Ring. Presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Murray's going to score. Touchdown. Slammed to the ground by Buda Baker. Like a torpedo, he came flying into the backfield. <laughs> The Rage is brought to you by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Are you Santan Ford? State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800-STATE-FARM. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. The Red Sea is rising up! Temperature rising, vision blurring, rage taking over. Here's Paul Calvisi. Get the popcorn ready. It's going to be a show. And Ron Wolfley. It doesn't get any better than that. Unleash the fury! It's the NFC West squared tonight. As here on the original Thursday Night Football, we're talking Cardinals Niners on the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert, with a very special guest for real here in a minute. In Seattle, Ron Wolfley, the Seahawks are hosting the Rams. And behind the mic, on a national radio call, moonlighting your partner of many years, voice of the Cardinals, Dave Pash, yeah. in Seattle as we speak. Really, Dave? Really. <laughs> I mean, as a guy over here with an eye at the end of his name, who's going to devour some homemade pasta after we're done. Uh, As they say in the mafia, for that, we do not forgive. And that is my message to Dave Pash tonight, as uh, we'll see exactly how that goes between the Seahawks and the Rams. Very, very interesting right now, Paulie, because two high-powered offenses, of course, with Russell Wilson and then Matthew Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams, and it's 0-0 right now. They've traded picks. Matthew Stafford actually threw a pick into the end zone, and now all of a sudden, Russell Wilson has obliged as well. Just throwing a pick right now, Paulie. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, well, Russell Wilson leads the NFL in passer rating a buck thirty, and if he doesn't play to that level every single game, Seattle is going to lose. I, that's what I have to say. I still take the Rams, and I'll give six in this one, Ron Wolfley. So that's my pick here tonight. As I, the Rams do respond, I think McVay is like three and one on Thursday nights. But you know what? Last we saw the Rams, their fans were leaving in the middle of the fourth <laughs> quarter. It was thirty-seven to thirteen, and the Cardinals players were on the sidelines, and they were giving it to the Rams fans. Where are you going? The game's not over. Well, guess what? It was over. It was 37-13. to It was beat down L.A., and they had to go out there like Dodger fans in the seventh inning and just beat traffic because it was over. No, you're right, Bali. It was over. What a game that was for the Arizona Cardinals right now to be 4-0, the un- only undefeated team, of course, in the National Football League, and to beat the team at that point in time that I thought was the best team, not in the NFC West, but the best team in the National Football League, period. And just coming off a victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, of course, a a steady, solid victory over the Bucs. And their offense, their defense, clicking on all cylinders for the most part. But there was one little hanging chad when you watched the Rams on tape. And that was the fact that defense... Their defense were giving up, their defense was, I should say, giving up a lot of yards out on the field in between the 20s, Paulie, and then they would jump you. Well, we saw the Arizona Cardinals move the ball, and we kind of had this feeling that we were going to be able to move the ball, but 
How well would we do in the red zone? That was the question I had. And sure enough, three of five in the red zone, and the Cardinals got a win. The Sports Illustrated Power Poll. This is a true no comprendo. The Rams beat the Buccaneers. Then the Cardinals went to L.A. and beat down the Rams, dominated them, and yet the Rams are still number one at this point in the Sports Illustrated Power Poll with the Bucks number two and the Cardinals are number five. Yeah, there you <laughs> I mean, go. It's just, I mean, just, just stop. Just, just please stop. We don't have time to get into a rant on that front. Speaking to the game and what the Cardinals did against the Rams and all the offensive numbers, Kyla Murray after the game, Ron Wolfley, I want your thoughts on his comment here. Best game plan I've, you know, I've, that I think, you know, personally that we've had uh, since I've been in the league. So I, mean, I was, I was just confident, man, just going out there and letting it ride. And uh, the guys did the same. I, you know, I can't be more proud of them as far as being four and zero. Trying to you know go one and zero each and every week. Why would he say that after that game? I, I have two theories, but okay. I want to hear what you think. Well, Paulie, maybe he was just trying to compliment his coach. Maybe he was just trying to be positive right there and compliment his coach and say, you know, I felt like it was the best game plan that that we've had so far. Maybe he was not trying to accentuate the fact that maybe the other game plans weren't as good. <laughs> maybe he was just trying to say this was the best one and it was a big game and I love the game plan and I think Coach did a great job. Maybe he was just trying to compliment Cliff Kingsbury on that. Maybe. And we're going to ask Chase Edmonds because Chase Edmonds is our very special guest here tonight on the Big Red Rage and obviously he's intimately involved with this offense and he knows Kyler very well. So we'll get his thoughts on this. My theory, and it's twofold, number one, what did he say after the Minnesota game when he said we need to move D-Hop around? And we do see a little bit more of that against the Rams. Number two, uh, Chase himself said after the game that Kyler had one designed run. One. Yeah. And we know Kyler considers his legs a luxury. Yes. He doesn't enjoy the design runs. So the fewer the better, perhaps. Hence, his liking of that particular <laughs> game plan. So he was sending a Sicilian message to Cliff Kingsbury. Is that bit. what you're saying, Paulie? That, you know what? Bit. Hey, listen, yep. I love this game plan. Yep. Listen, uh, just tell me it's not the fact they actually put him under center eight times. Okay, Paul, tell me it wasn't that. Because to me, that once again is the area of this offense that needs to continue to grow. Totally agreed. And the game before, he was under center 10 times, mostly, mostly in the red zone. You know James Conner loves it when he's under center. We talked to James Conner about that. So, you know, look, Cardinals are 4-0. Uh, we're going to get into an offense that right now is defined tendencies. If you're the defensive coordinators in this division, what exactly are you trying to track? What are the trends when you have a half dozen guys between 15 and 20 catches, for example? You have a balanced offense. It just ran for 216. For everything the Cardinals did against Raheem Morris, I, I say Raheem Morris was driving home down the 405 after the game just muttering to himself, 216, 216. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Polly. You know what you, you said? What are the best trends right now? It's Kyler Murray spreading the ball, and this is something we have seen, Polly. Through the first four games, it wasn't it wasn't a quarter, it wasn't a half, it wasn't one game. It's four games that we have really seen Kyler Murray spread the ball right now. Two different receivers, and I know DeAndre Hopkins wants the ball, and rightfully so, he wants the ball. But he understands; he must understand. The only way that that is going to happen is to go ahead and beat 
teams beat other defensive coordinators with the other receivers, with A.J. Green, with Christian Kirk, with Rondale Moore, with other weapons, Max Williams, go ahead and beat teams like that and show them that you can do that. And now all of a sudden, that's going to free up D-Hop more and more and more as defensive coordinators will pick their poison, so to speak, and take chances on the backside. What Cliff Kingsbury tell us this week on his weekly TV show game plan, that's the first time he's called a tight end screen in how many <laughs> yeah. years? Yes. And the sideline loved the tight end screen. I'll tell you that much. Cardinals are 4-0, first time since 2012. But Kyler has been here and done that, as he told the media. I mean, I'm used to winning. Like, that's just that's what it is. I, I, this is not a new feeling for me. Um, it, it feels right. You know, it feels normal. Um, and to be back, you know, in a position where we we go into each and every game confident that we will come out victorious. I mean, it's a it's a great feeling for sure. He walked into that stadium. He got on the team bus, Wolf, and I watched him. He's wearing his high school Letterman's jacket, and his performance this season so far reminds me of what he did to high school defenses. Mm-hmm. He looks that dominant. His highlights look that unstoppable. He is clowning NFL players like they are high schoolers when he goes out and his combination of being able to dissect a defense now and also run the ball when needed when it's third and 16 and he runs for 18. I mean, that stuff he did in high school when he went 43-0. and Yeah, and especially, too, you were talking about trends. I'm going to continue the best trends. I'm going to say, number two, the running back room has been integral to the success of this offense. James Conner and Chase Edmonds have lit it up. Hey, uh, episode 11 of the Dave Pash podcast featuring comedian Frank Caliendo. It is a must-watch, must-listen, available now wherever you get your podcasts. We'll hear from Frank a little bit later. But up next, Chase Edmonds on the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Let's start that off as Bruce Arians. That's what I'm talking about. Dead Murray and shotgun snapped a collar at a tiny little short set. See how I did that? Short set, little bit. Now throwing deep far side and it's pulled in at the five-yard line. Right. Hold <laughs> on, I got to grab myself a crown royal here, have a little sippy-dippy. <laughs> little sippy-dippy, daddy, right. doopsie-doo, dipperoo. Finish the call as Jack Nicholson. A.J. Green just too strong, too big. Too athletic. <laughs> Do Tracy Morgan. Oh, what a great read by Kyler Murray to throw the ball. Say it as Morgan Freeman. What a great read by Kyler Murray to throw the ball. You've got a scarecrow on a stick. <laughs> Put it out there. Let him go get it. That's exactly what A.J. Green did. Can you do it as Liam Neeson? What a great read by Kyler Murray to throw the ball. <laughs> You've got a scarecrow on a stick. <laughs> Put it out there. Let him go get it. That's exactly what A.J. Green did. <laughs> the uber-talented Frank Caliendo. Incredible. Ca- I mean, just carrying this week's edition of the Pash Pod. Come on now, Dave. It's just add water. I mean, you just put a stamp on that thing, mailed it in. I mean, you just basically teed up Frank Caliendo <laughs> and let him go. And you've got instant entertainment on the Pash Podcast this week. Ron Wolfley, was that indeed your call that he was uh, reiterating there word for word? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think the scarecrow on a stick. <laughs> and since we've heard scarecrow on a stick about a million times this week, would you please explain what does that mean exactly? Uh, Polly, I don't understand this. I mean, don't you people in California, don't have you ever seen a cornfield, Paul, what they do with a scarecrow? I mean, honestly, they go ahead and they stick them on a stick out in the field. 
All right. So, once again, Dave Pash is in Seattle calling a national radio call for this Thursday night football game. We'll consider it advanced scouting, okay, <laughs> for the Rams and Seahawks as the Cardinals get ready for the Niners. And we are joined by Chase Edmonds, who fashions himself as a bit of a personnel guy, not only the NFL, but the NBA. We know, we know your knowledge there, Chase. Uh, would you ever use the word scarecrow on a stick to describe A.J. <laughs> Green in your scouting report? Because that's how Wolf described him after that touchdown catch. <laughs> Wolf, that's very creative. Uh, that would not have came to mind for me, I'll tell you that. Hey, Chase, man, how are you doing right now? How's the body feel? Here we go. We're going into game five. How's the body feel? Feeling good, man. I'm getting better, getting healthier uh, day by day. You know, we're going to be real hopeful for Sunday, and I'm, I'm looking forward to playing, a, a, obviously, a very good team in the San Francisco 49ers, and hopefully we can continue this good momentum we got going right now. Yeah, like the word hopeful because you had that ice pack on you right on the shoulder, and then you were DNP the last two days. So, okay, all right, hopefully that's trending the right way. We know this season has trended the right way. When you go against the Rams and their house against 99 and company, Aaron Donald, and you put up 216, that's in the rushing department. 40 carries for 216. Mm. Man, that must have put a smile on your face on the flight home. It did, man. It really did. And um, obviously – it, uh, it, against the Rams, it means it meant a lot more to us just because it had, had been a long time coming. But, you know, I mean, we run 200 yards. I'm pretty sure, I bet if you did a, a statistic for NFL teams that ran over 200 yards, they're probably like a 90% win percentage. So it was a really good day for us and the boys up front. What is what is it like to be 4-0, Chase, right now? You've been in that locker room before. You've experienced success early in a season before. You've had a lot of disappointment as well. What is it like inside that locker room at 4-0? Man, I'll tell you what. I think um, Kyle did a great job today. It was after practice. Uh, it wasn't today. I think it might have been our first practice for Wednesday, I believe. Um, you know, he just he brought the guys in after practice, and he just, you know, he reminded everyone that this is expected, you know, and this is normal. We haven't really done anything yet. We still got a long, long ways to go. And uh, especially coming from K-1, man, when he talks, you know, everyone listens, bro. Um, I a little quiet already but he, he stepped up a lot leadership wise and obviously with his play but when he truly does address the team you know everyone he has everyone's attention and it was, it was powerful words from k that said it to us and letting guys know that you know this is the expectation and we haven't done nothing yet so we got a long ways to go man and we're going to just continue to try and improve every I'm trying to go one to know you know the record says four and no to the media but to us it's, it's zero and zero every single week weekend week out find a way to win a Hey, Chase Edmonds, Cardinals running back, joining us here on the Big Red Rage. And, Chase, if you're still with us, I, I saw evidence of that leadership. It was week one. It was at Tennessee, and there were a couple of mental errors. And because they talked about it and names were named, I can pass along. It was DeAndre Hopkins and Rondell Moore. And Kyler Murray did not hesitate to hold them accountable and, and quite frankly, air him out on the sideline. And I know he's done that with other guys since. That is evidence of his evolution as a leader, is it not? It is, it is. And um, with that accountability, man, it just goes it goes across the board. You know, we all hold each other accountable. Um, there's no huge egos on this team. And that's, the, that's the really the great part about it. We can just hold each other accountable, man. Nobody has an ego. We're all, we all know that we're all trying to just win football games and be the best team that we can be, and we want the best out of each other. You go a lot longer, man. You can go a long ways, bro. Um, just the accountability we have, the brotherhood that we have in that locker room is second to none in my opinion right now. Chase, you had 16 touches in this game right now. Is that the most you've actually ever had as an Arizona Cardinal? 
Oh, no. So uh, the most was actually against the game against Miami last year when uh, KD went down the week before, I believe. Okay. I think I had like 28 touches. They didn't really wow. do too much with it. Miami had a really good game, good defensive plan. But uh, I think I had like 28 touches that game. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't remember that. But let me just tell you this, man. You looked really, really good, and I mean confident, running the ball with the ball in your hands right now. How is it feeling to I appreciate you? that. I say that one more time, Wolf. I lost. I know. I'm part. saying, how is this offense feeling to you right now, man? I'll tell you what. I think we feel uh, since I've been here with, with Cliff. Um, I think this is the highest our confidence has been, just because you know we we got weapons everywhere, man, and um, we got guys that can take it the distance. We got guys that can make people miss. We got guys that can win one on one outside in coverage. Uh, so right now we're very confident. Again, like I said, there's no ego in that room. We don't really care who touches the ball how many times. We know that we can go the distance. And, um, you know, we feel like when we go into a football game, you know, defenses kind of have to say, okay, they got to pick their poison. Are they going to try to account for college legs and, and leave one in the secondary and we can kind of take advantage of it in the pass game? Or are they going to have a light in box and then we can kind of take advantage of it in the run game right now? So right now I feel like we're very well balanced as the offensive unit. Why did Kyler call it the best game plan since he's been an Arizona Cardinal? What's your theory on that? Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what. I think it was a really good game plan just by Cliff. I think he did a good job of kind of seeing our matchups with the Rams, what they did well, what we did well, what they kind of struggled against, and kind of just looking at the matchups and really the game plan of the scheme, how we could take advantage of certain um, some things. I think you kind of saw it on one play um, where, you know, the Rams, the, the type of coverage that they played, they kind of always had the wheel linebacker on the running back. You know, and I got to do a better job bringing the ball down and helping Kyler out, but on the, the wheel route that I ran, there's a little game plan tweak like that. And then there was another game. Uh, I'm trying to think of the one call that we had that went from uh, distance. I think it was the uh, the D-hop. D-hop called like a corner route, I believe, early on, if I'm not mistaken. But that was a real, that was a real schematic um, call by Cliff. And I think right now, I mean, he's, he's calling the best uh, plays of his life right now. He's all, his confidence has got to be high as well. Obviously, he's not going to say that. He's going to you know, tell you he's still working hard and trying to become the best play caller that he is. But, again, man, I think we're just gelling right now as one. Uh, we know we do well. We just find ways to continue to do it. All right, so, Chase, um, I'm going to geek out a little bit right here. I thought it was 11 personnel, one back, one tight end, three wide receivers. You were in the shotgun with Kyler Murray, and you said yeah. something. You motioned to him about something, and then you walked up into the line. You walked up into the line, and you were saying something. At least it's it looked like you were saying something to the offensive lineman. Then you stepped back to Kyler, and you looked at him, and there was eye contact there. He snapped, <laughs> he snapped the ball, and you carried Do you remember? the play I'm talking about you got what happened after the snap you got the ball on the carry it was an inside run and I thought it looked like to me you called your own number <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> that, I mean, I'll tell you what Wolf uh if you ever if they ever had me and K1 Mike I mean we're talking every single play so <laughs> we literally are talking every single okay. play but you didn't call yeah. your own number I did not call my own number. Hey, I wish I had that. Uh, I wish that was above my per gate. I wish my per yeah, gate but was Chase, my own number. Chase, all we hear is how much of a coach you are on the field. That's all we hear. And I thought, oh, oh my goodness. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> no, well, your coaches say that about you. How, how about yeah, this? Yeah, man. Um, yeah. How about the fourth down stop by the defense? You take over. You oh, had the fifth, You had the 54-yard run on third and seven at your own four. Was that a play that Kyler checked into? 
that was a play that K1 checked into because I think we were originally going past because um it was third and seven I believe. Yep. And the Rams, bro, the Rams had like a five man box for whatever reason. I'm not sure why, but they played us in like a five man box, and that's what I'm talking about. Where right now we're so well balanced because again, some teams are going to live and die with a five man or a six man box against us, and just count that their big four can uh can get it done. And I think that's when we really got to take advantage in the run game. And it just eases everything out for the receivers on the outside. You know, I, I'll go out and say it. I think uh, one through four, we got the best receiving core in the league. You know, we got four guys that truly can win one-on-one matchups, play in and play out uh, inside and outside. And that's something that's something great to have right now as an offense, man. You know, there's not a lot of teams that have three and four DBs that are, you know, well enough to, to really play on an island like that and play one-on-one matchups. So, you know, again, it's, it's something that is, it speaks privilege to just where we're at right now as an offense. So, Chase, you are prolific as an offense right now. Where is the weakness of this offense? Where do you think you need to get better? Where can you get better? Because I know you're going to nitpick yeah. yourself, and I'm not just talking about you. I'm talking about the offense overall. Right. I think um, every offense unit is always going to tell you that you need to get better in the red zone. Um, I'm not sure what we went in the red zone uh, last week against the Rams. Three or five. But I feel like. Three or five, okay. So, I, I mean, we want to go at least 80%, you know, and then the other 20% be kicks. Uh, make sure we're limiting our turnovers. I know we had zero turnovers this game. We really feel like Wolf right now where we're at that as long as we don't turn the ball over, man, we have a good good chance of winning that football game, you know, bar none. This is what our, the way our defense is playing right now. So, it's the turnovers and I believe the red zone. Uh, if you can limit your turnovers, you can score in the red zone, you know, chances are you'll be a hell of a football team. Well, speaking of liking chances, uh, Cliff Kingsbury has asked about that, and he said, you know what, when we're running the ball a bunch, I like our chances. Here's the head coach. Anytime we, we rush 25-plus times, we feel good about our chances, and that O-line was coming off and creating holes, and a running base did a great job protecting the ball and getting what they could get. The last drive, to me, we didn't pass it one time and started on the inch line and uh to just run it whatever it was 10 straight plays and get it down there was that was a big time drive to finish the game yeah no doubt and uh you know coach let me ask you i mean there are still people out there who call this an air raid offense they couldn't be more wrong could they chase (laughs) i mean that's what it gets labeled as and i think just because we're so spread out half the time um so it it, it can't get that label but you know again we're, we're not really worried about what the outside world is saying right now we know when we run the football well, uh, it's, it's pretty successful. And I think it kind of just gets that notion just because, you know, Coach Cliff K, that's what he was doing in college, a whole bunch at Texas Tech, to be honest. What are you liking from James Conner right now? I love him, man. I'll tell you what, that's, that's big, bro. He's a great guy. Um, getting to know James, getting close with James, I think that we just complement each other so well. Uh, One-two punch going in. We both bring something unique to the table. And I think it gives us a good flow as an offensive unit right now. And um, last year, again, obviously, I feel like our offensive struggles, it was sometimes it felt like it was harder to get a a third and one and a fourth and one as opposed to like a third and six, you know, which is just so weird to say. But uh, James has just come in, man. He's brought that physical imposing. He he imposes his will on the defense. He runs so hard. He brings a different uh, type of tempo and a different type of style to this offense that we definitely need. And I feel like that. Everyone needs in the National Football League, especially when it comes to four-minute situations. Uh, those gotta-have-it plays, where it's fourth and ones at the tight red zone and everything like that. So, wow. James Conner has four rushing touchdowns. Kyler has three. 
And that's the entirety of the Cardinals' rushing touchdowns this year. Seven total. That's number two in the NFL. But you've been saved by the music, Chase, because I was going to ask you your thoughts on not having a rushing touchdown yet. But once again, (laughs) you've been saved by that. I will say this. Cardinals ran for 200-plus, obviously, 216. That's six times under Cliff Kingsbury, guys. And, you know, that matches the number of 200-yard rushing games from 2003 through 2018. (laughs) So for this whole air raid moniker... Guess what? There have been some explosive running gains by this Cardinals offense the last two-plus years. We continue with Chase Edmonds here on the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford. Two receivers to the left and two to the right. Murray and shotgun standing in the end zone takes the snap. He hands it off. Edmonds up the middle. Oh my goodness, what a hole at the 20, at the 30, far side of the 40, at midfield, and all the way to the 42-yard line of the Rams. That probably puts the Rams away. Wow. Dagger! Dagger right there by the Arizona Cardinals lineup. A little zone read, and I mean it was wide open on the backside. Back breaker, as that was part, the highlight of a 12-play drive to end it, 11 runs and a field goal. Wolf, you're a big fan of that when you're just closing out a game with a big lead on the road at a division foe. Cardinals win 37-20, and the guy responsible for that 54-yard run, he had 120 yards rushing in the game, is our guest, Chase Edmonds. Chase, so... Uh, as you said, that Kyler called your number on that one. Is anyone calling you Deuce, by the way, since you changed your number? I remember you saying they used to call you Deuce when you wore two in college, but I don't really hear that catching on at all. Not yet. So, uh, during practice and everything like that around the facility, I do get called Deuce by a couple of guys. Um, nice. But we kind of just have nick- nicknames around the whole team. So it's, it's, it's Deuce to some people, <laughs> it's Chase to others, and it's other names that I've gotten along the way. <laughs> You're not willing to say the other names? Is that it, Chase? <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm not going to say the other names. Some of them are embarrassing, man. So I'm going to keep that to the locker room. <laughs> Well, Wolf, remember when Christian Kirk told us during training camp on the Big Red Rage, he had to bring Byron Murphy with him and Chase to L.A. to work out because he could only handle so many of Chase's opinions. Yes. So he had to bring another guy with him. So just full disclosure, Chase, that's what was said about you, just to let you know. Wait wait till I get on (laughs) you. Chase, so I've got to ask you about the San Francisco 49ers. I know you've you've watched an awful lot of tape on these guys right now. When you watch tape of the 49ers defense, tell me what you're seeing. Um, Elite front four, just with what they have. um, Bosa, Kinlaw, Armstead, you got D4 also on the edge. I mean, those guys like to pin their ears back and really get to the quarterback. And obviously, you got a great linebacker in Fred Warnerman who can just diagnose plays, and he's very good in, in coverage as well. So I think we got our hands full going in there. But I think you know we just got to do a good job again of just establishing the run early, helping K one out. You don't want those guys pinning their ears back, man. That's when it's a long, different type of offense they're going against. So I think establishing the run probably should be the number one goal when you're playing the San Francisco 49ers, in my humble opinion. But we'll see what what goes on when we play Sunday. A lot of guys after the game cited the week of practice, including Cliff Kingsbury, and it sounded like. The Rams being considered the best in the NFL going into last week's game got the best out of the Arizona Cardinals. How have you liked this week of practice, and how scared are you there might be some up and downs like we saw a year ago? 
Well, I mean, it's the, it's the NFL, man. So I tell people all the time, you know, uh, it's been weird because we actually experienced two kind of big-time wins against Tennessee and then against the Rams. But usually every game in the NFL is going to be a close game, one possession game. You're going to have highs and lows, man. You're going to hit adversity. And I think that's what's uh, so important about us staying even keel. You know, it's not too many teams that, that go a whole season, man, without hitting adversity. It's going to come for us at some point. And that's why I think it's important for us really just to keep our head down, not listen to the noise, stay together, and just take it one game at a time. So, Chase, when you watch tape on this team, they like to close the middle of the field, it seems to me, an awful lot, right? Cover three, do you see yeah. a lot of cover three? Middle of the field close, you see man free as well, uh, maybe some robber. Um, but it is all about the front four for the most part, right? They let those guys get up the field and attack in a big-time way. I, I think they have maybe the best defensive line in the NFC West. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't uh, hear a lot of people disagree with you on that, Wolf. Um, they have a really, they have a really good front four, man. They really like to get after it. I mean, the get offs that that Bosa and D Ford have, and their ability to bend the edges. Uh, in terms of duo, man, I'm not sure, if, you know, like in terms of that finesse wise playing style, just getting around the edge and beating tackles. I get best in the NFL. Um, mm-hmm. They they really do have a, a, a superior superior get off, and that's why I think that it's just going to be important for us to establish the run and help K-1 out so they're not really trying to pin their ears back and just go on every single play. Well, you Keep know, them Russell, guessing, and um, it, it'll help us out. Sorry, Russell Wilson leading the NFL in passer rating. The first five drives against that Niners defense, they went three and out. So they yeah, struggled. Yeah, we watched that drive, man. Yeah, we watched, we watched that whole game. Uh, they definitely did. I think the Niners had a really good game plan for them. Um, so, obviously, again, that's something that we got to avoid. We got to stay on the stay on the field to help our defense out. So let me ask: Chase Edmonds is our guest, Cardinals running back. When a defensive coordinator looks at your offense now and he sees it, there are a half dozen receivers within fifteen and twenty catches. Just the yeah. tendencies. It's real hard to diagnose tendencies when you're throwing and running the ball, and there's a whole variety of weapons. I would imagine. It is. It is, man, and I think that's that's going really good for us. Um, I think right now, personally, just at a non-biased opinion, I think what the teams are probably saying against us right now, um, going into the year, they probably said, okay, number 10 and number one is not going to beat us. So they're probably trying to take away D-Hop um, and kind of make us beat people one-on-one. And then that's why right now we're, just, we're seeing a lot of zone against us because teams are learning real fast that you can't really play man-on-man with us with the matches we have. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. It's one of the reasons. It seems like defensive coordinators now have shifted after you guys beat the Blitz early in the season. It seems like they've shifted to playing more zone, trying to keep Kyler in the pocket. It's a tactic. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, your thoughts on that, Chase? Um, I mean, I think that's probably the, the logical thing to do, you know. Uh, but, again, I think we should just um, just find ways to drive Downfield, you know, a lot of teams what they're going to start doing to us is just give that approach. You kind of bend, don't break, make everything, make everything in front of you, make the play in front of you, tackle in front of you, uh, and kind of wait for us to make a mistake. And that's why we are really harping on right now the red zone and not turning the ball over. Because yep. you know, when when teams play like that and long drives happen, you're going to get in the red zone one, especially when we move the football. And then two, you just can't turn the ball over, man. And like how's it going for us? Yeah, Cardinals are plus five in the turnover ratio. Niners are negative. 
five. Uh, Wolf, how many career receptions did you have it as a fullback? It was 26, 26 in 10 years. In 10 years, okay. Because <laughs> I just want to say Chase has 20 in four games, <laughs> and he might pass your career total on Sunday. Um, Chase, has this been a, under you? We've seen you before in the passing game. We've seen you score uh, and house him against the Niners in, in the passing game. But, I mean, can this continue? Do you like catching the ball out of the backfield, and you think you'll continue to be a target the way defenses are approaching the Cardinals? I think I will. And, I mean, I, I love catching the ball at the backfield, man. I think just a personal goal for me this year was really to establish myself as one of the top-tier backs in the NFL. And I feel like I can still do that. Um, I let one get away from me. I got I to help Kyle out on that wheel route last week. But it's something I've been working on, man, a long time, especially in the offseason this past season, just because with the matches we have outside, you know, I can really feast on linebackers uh, inside. So it's something that me and Kyle kind of just got to keep going and, and really try to get our chemistry going. You know, I always jokingly tell K1 every single day, every single day at practice, I just try to remind him, I'm like, bro, I want that Breeze and Kamara connection. It was kind of like <laughs> at one point, 2018, 2019, man, Drew Breeze, it didn't matter what route Kamara had. You know, he, he was kind of a safety blanket where threw him that ball, it was a catch and a type of first down. That's kind of the, the connection I want to have with K1. Chase, one, one of the things I absolutely love is the fact that Cliff is putting Kyler more under center than we've seen in yeah. the past. That, to me, is the area of this offense, Chase, I think can really grow and expand. And when I say that, I think of you. I think of you with your toes at six, and suddenly you're running the outside zone or the tackle zone, as I call it. You're running the stretch yeah. play, if you will. You run that play really, really well. Would you like to get more opportunities doing it? You know what's crazy, Wolf? I hate to disagree with you, brother, but I'm, I'm, I might have to do it. Uh, <laughs> do it, <laughs> the, please. The only... No, I, I, I love it. <laughs> Me, personally, I mean, obviously, I think, under, I think outside zone does work better under center. You're 100% right with that. But um, for me, the only reason I like getting the ball um, out of the gun sometimes is because what I've learned over my years of just watching football and really playing it is that defenses chase one thing, and that's the ball. So I feel like the sooner I have the ball in my hands, the easier I can influence the defense, the easier I can influence the gaps to change, the easier right. I can influence linebackers to see me with my eyes. So that's the only reason I like getting the ball from Kyler out the shotgun a little more. But you're absolutely correct. With that stretch, stretch zone – it's, it's meant to be ran under center just because with the angle of the running back and, and making it seem like it's going downhole, I mean, it sets up the backdoor cut yes. very, very easy. And, and we almost and, broke one. And, Chase, not only well, that, man, it's also the play action that comes off it. Oh, yeah. Oh, my action, it's goodness. It's right. brutal, the play action yeah. that comes off that play. Well, you don't have to ask the old lineman twice to run the ball, right? What they call the pound game, come off a ball and just take it to a defense. And if the Cardinals continue running the ball like this in the balanced offense, they're going to have a real good shot of going 5-0 and and beyond. Here's Justin Pugh on the mentality needed. we got to keep going into these games hungry. It's a mentality. It's how we practice. It's how we train. It's how we meet in the meeting rooms. That is what makes a team 5-0. and We've had close calls. We could easily be sitting here at, at three and one and not be looking at that. So it's the mentality of how we're going to go into every practice, every meeting, everything that we do with the mentality that we're going to win that day and, and it's going to carry over. True or false, Chase, your head coach has more of an edge this year. Oh, for sure, true. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if Cliff going to tell you that, but I see it in his eyes. <laughs> I see how he carries himself in practice. He definitely has an edge. I mean, he's got a chip on his shoulder. And honestly, I feed off that. I don't know about everybody else, but I'm a, I'm a type of guy where I have a chip on my shoulder. 
I certainly do. I'm not going to go into details on why I do, but so I feed off of that energy and that edge that Cliff has, man, and I think it's something that we need to keep going for the season. Chase, man, I got to tell you, absolutely love having you on right here. And plus, you've also solved one of the biggest questions I had about this game, whether or not you actually checked into your own play call. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. No, not yet. No, I love that. And I love the fact you disagreed with me. That is good stuff. Chase, thank you, man. In a contract year, you're from Harrisburg, PA. Steve Keim, the GM, is from Harrisburg, PA. You know, get it done. Let's get this thing done here and continue on because we love having you on, Chase. Thank you. Appreciate it. I appreciate you. Thank you. There you go. Chase Edmonds, uh, Cardinals' leading receiver right now with 20 grabs and fresh off Ron Wolfley, a 120-yard rushing effort at the Rams, getting ready for the Niners. We'll talk more about the 49ers as we continue with the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford. Robert Downey Jr. It's a fake handoff. Rolling right is Stafford. Looking back to the left, throwing a deep ball. Far side for Deshaun Jackson, and it's picked off inside the 15-yard line. Al Pacino. It's Byron Murphy. He's tackled around the 12. Byron Murphy, the NFC (laughs) Defensive Player of the Week. We had two picks last week. Gets one here on Stafford in the first quarter. Okay, so now this is Wolf talking. Do it first as Wolf. Oh, Byron Murphy baited Matthew Stafford to throw that ball and then broke on the ball. What an unbelievable play from Byron Murphy. And slowly starting to turn into Jesse the Body Ventura. All right, and then. Basinonians, <laughs> are you talking to me? All right, and then I have one line after that. Let's do that line of Shaq. Man, Murphy's playing like a pro bowler the first month of the season. It's pretty good. <laughs> the Pash podcast is really good. Featuring Frank Caliendo, it is a can't miss. Uh, wherever you get your podcast, you got to dial it up. The only time you're not laughing, Ron Wolfley, is when you're just in awe of yes. Frank Caliendo's talent. I mean, it's just oh. jaw dropping at times. Holy, this guy goes from person to person, man, without batting an eyeball. And then the most incredible thing about it is, if you're watching him, it's his face. He has the mannerisms on his face. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah, if you go to the Cardinals' Twitter feed or azcardinals.com, you can see some of the videos they paired up with his impressions. It is remarkable. There's, there's no doubt about that. And, uh, look, you're going to get a Niners team that has had a lot of different faces. If that's a segue, they're the first team, Ron Wolfley, since the merger to have 12 different players score their first 12 touchdowns. Think about that. And now, man. now they're tracking to have a, a second starting quarterback. Now, even though Kyle Shanahan late this afternoon went on the flagship radio station in San Francisco and said Jimmy G wants to give it a shot at practice tomorrow to see if he's able to push off and make throws with the injured calf, can he protect himself? Uh, Jimmy G pronounced himself out a couple of weeks after the game. And here's the stat. Jimmy G is likely to be Jimmy IR once again, and he has begun a season in the NFL as a starting quarterback five times, and it's now the fourth time he's been injured before the end of the fourth game. Yeah, that's that's brutal right there, Polly. But honestly, right now, this this game to me is still about the line of scrimmage. It's still about the Arizona Cardinals, and it is still about protecting Kyler Murray. Listen, D'Amico Ryans is defensive coordinator, of course, for the 49ers. He took over for Robert Sala, right? He, he's he got the same philosophy, a 4-3 scheme that emphasizes cover three principles. Three deep, 
four underneath, creating pressure with only four. That's what he wants to do, and that's what he's going to do against Kyler Murray, in my opinion. Make him prove that he can throw the ball from the pocket. D'Amico Ryans was a player like two years ago, wasn't he? The linebacker, inside linebacker for I, Houston? I think it was a little bit longer than that, but wow. he's 37 years old okay. right about now, right? But he's a disciple of Robert Sala, and Robert Sala was a disciple of Pete Carroll. That's mm. the kind of defense you're going to see. You're going to see man. You're going to see a free safety in the middle of the field. You're going to see robber, but I think you're going to see more zone than you're going to see man. All right, so there you go. That's on the defensive side. Now, in terms of the Niners' offense, the big question is, who are you going to see at quarterback? If it's not Jimmy G, then it'll be Trey Lance, their top draft pick, where they traded three first-round picks to draft the rookie. Here's Isaiah Simmons on the potential of facing a new rookie queue. At the end of the day, they're not going to reinvent the wheel based on having a new quarterback in. Um, you know, teams are going to run their bread and butter on what works, um, what the coaches believe works, what works with uh, the other personnel. So there's differences that come with new quarterbacks, but there's still a lot of carryover. But even Vance Joseph today, Wolf was pretty frank with the media, said his job's a lot easier if he only has to game plan for one quarterback, and it's a lot easier if he only has to game plan for a pocket quarterback versus a potential running quarterback like Trey Lance. So if nothing else, Kyle Shanahan has been successful this week making the Cardinals prepare for anything and everything based on two very different quarterbacks. No, you're absolutely right about that, Paulie. Listen, the 49ers offense with Trey Lance is going to represent the biggest trend in the football universe that is happening right now. It's the blending of the old schemes with the new schemes. Why wouldn't you do both, Paulie? You know, why, why wouldn't you try to be capable of doing it all? Why are these philosophies dichotomous? That's my question, and this is all going away. To be a chameleon, to be capable of being whatever you need to be to beat a defense, that seems to be the future, and it's the reason why the 49ers moved up to number three to actually get Trey Lance, because Kyle Shanahan sees the future of the NFL, and it's really the present. That is going on right now. It is a blending of the old and the new. Jimmy G represents the old. Can, can I add to that? I think both those franchises saw the future in their own division of Kyler Murray. You, Paulie, you might and, be right. And, and Russell I think, Wilson to some degree. Yes, and I think they both felt like, oh boy, uh, where is this division trending? And it's getting away from us. And Kyler in his third year, number one in the league in completion percentage and number two in passing yards per attempt, and he still has the legs. So if all of a sudden, okay, we better upgrade at the quarterback spot and look at what the Rams and Niners gave up, basically three first-round picks apiece to get their new quarterbacks. And, And so you can't tell me there was an urgency on behalf of those two franchises, based on what they're seeing in the desert, and they know where Kyler Murray is trending, and it's happening already. Here's the thing. What we've seen so far out of Trey Lance, and this is a big difference from Kyler Murray, his accuracy is not all there. Yeah, That's got to be a bit of a concern to Kyle Shannon. I get it. He only had seven snaps in the first three games, and they only played the second half, but, man, he has been erratic so far throwing the ball. Yeah, no, you're right about that, Paulie. But again, uh, this is a work in progress for the San Francisco 49ers with Trey Lance as their quarterback. But you know, that's the guy they want. That's the guy they want to play right now. And for me, uh, I think this is something that Kyle Shanahan has been waiting for, Jimmy G, to go down. Um, I'm not trying to disparage Jimmy G in any way, shape, or form. 
but we're going to see it. We're going to see the blending here of the old and the new. It's not going to look like the 49ers with just 21 personnel. We're going to see an awful lot of shotgun as well. We're going to see the new age combined with that old traditional offense. So if you're heavy in the box, you know what? you got a weak secondary. Well, we'll just go ahead and we'll use the new age. If you're light in the box, we'll line up in 21 personnel and hammer you. Hey, as long as we don't see C.J. Beathard. C.J. Beathard in Week 16 last year, who beat the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, Paul, you can't. Why would you bring that up right now? Honestly, what? we're on a roll. What right you can't. What you can't have happen is what happened in Week 16. It wasn't just C.J. Beathard. It's the fact the Niners came out in that Kyle Shanahan offense, which last year led the league in pre-snap motions. Did they not? And they messed with the Cardinals' eyes on defense. And all of a sudden, gap integrity wasn't there. And the Niners, with a third-string running back by the name of Jeff Wilson, ran for 227 yards. And where are the Cardinals right now when it comes to yards per carry? Yeah. 31st in the NFL on run defense, yards per carry. So if the Niners have one shot of beating the Cardinals in their building this Sunday, it's if they run the ball, and that's a Kyle Shanahan specialty. And they got to get to Kyler Murray with that four-man rush. they got to get to Kyler, or they're doomed. Speaking of uh, running the ball, special thanks Chase Edmonds tonight for joining us. That was outstanding. Jim Omohundro, Cody Fincher, thank you for on Wolfley. I'm Paul Calvisi. It's the Cardinals' first 4-0 start since 2012. Last time they were 5-0, 1974. That'll do it for the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. You've been listening to The Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Are you Santan Ford? State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800-STATE-FARM. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. This has been an exclusive presentation of the Arizona Cardinals Football Club.